Welcome to your Monday edition of Transformation Radio. Created me a clean, clean heart. Created me a work of art. Created me a miracle. Something real and something beautiful. This is Steve Kemper. I just wanted to uh, take a minute and tell Danny Souders that I'm really proud of the hard work that he's putting in at work. Um, 
He was really hyper the first week. You really, you've really grown a lot. And I just wanted to say how proud I am of you. And I just encourage you to continue the hard work. Thanks, buddy. And we now turn to the reading of the New Testament for today. It'll be from the book of Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. We'll learn that when you yield yourself to do God's will, you never know what challenges you're going to face. No ministry is unimportant for a Christ-like servant, for Jesus said in Luke chapter 22, verse 27, I am among you as the one who serves. In serving tables, the men released the apostles for their ministry of prayer and the word, and the result was an increase in conversions. People filled with the Spirit see no small jobs or big places. They see only their Master and the opportunity to glorify Him. And we'll read about doing wonders. From serving tables to doing miracles, Stephen reached out to the lost and sought to win them to Christ. If you are faithful with a few things, the Lord may give you many things. And we'll read about facing enemies. The unbelievers treated Stephen the way the Sanhedrin treated Jesus. They arrested him on trumped-up charges and hired false witnesses to testify. Stephen experienced the fellowship of his sufferings. And so will you if your witness hits home. They said Stephen was opposing Moses, but he had a shining face just like Moses. It was D.L. Moody who said, There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but few of us are willing to do the little things. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June 8th, the New Testament, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the Word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles, who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. 
This roused the people, the elders, and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Today we're reading from Psalm 126, verses 1 through 6. Now this song probably celebrates Jerusalem's deliverance from the Assyrian army in the days of Hezekiah. It all happened so quickly that the people thought they were dreaming, and even the other nations had to admit the greatness of God. But deliverance is just the beginning. God always wants to do something more. He wants to make us rivers of blessing, like the dry waters in the desert that become rushing torrents in the rainy season. If God sends you showers of blessing, share the blessing with others. He also wants you to get to work in the harvest, whether it's plowing the field, sowing the seed, or reaping the sheaves. God has a place for you. If you water the seed with your tears, you will one day rejoice as you bring in the sheaves, the harvest. This is the formula for a harvest, going, weeping, sowing, and reaping. Psalm 126, verses 1 through 6. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy! Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Proverbs 16, verses 26 and 27. It is good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze.
You had me at believe, you had me at believe you did 
Hi, this is Doug Payne with Refuge. Please be praying for the men who will be attending our Monday orientation meeting, which starts at 10 o'clock this morning at the Hilltop Lutheran Church, located at the corner of Broad Street and South Terrace Avenue in Columbus, Ohio. The orientation meeting shares information about our ministry and is open to any man who is struggling with addictions in his life and who desires to break the bondage of these addictions. If you know someone who may be interested, please call our main phone number, 614-991-0131, and we will send you some information about the refuge. You can also get more information by visiting our website at info at menslivesChange.org. Please be praying for the men who will be at our meeting today and for your fellow brothers who have already committed to making positive changes in their lives. Men's lives are being changed. Men are learning God's purpose for their lives and are living it out on a daily basis. It encourages my spirit to see men pursuing God's purpose with passion and courage and to witness the transformation in their lives as they live out Psalm 62.8. Trust in, lean on, have confidence in, and rely on God at all times. Pour out your hearts before Him, because God is our refuge. Welcome to day two of our Daring Faith devotions. Faith comes from hearing God's Word. That's from Romans 10:17, which says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. A gardener can plant the same kind of seed in three different locations and get three different results. In one spot, she'll get giant tomatoes. In another, she'll get small tomatoes. And in a third, she'll get nothing at all. What's the difference? It's not the seed. It's the soil. The soil must be prepared for the seed. The same is true when you hear God's Word. It's why you can take two people to church set them side by side, and one will walk out thinking God really spoke to them, while the other won't get anything at all out of the service. The heart of one person was prepared, the heart of the other person wasn't. How can you prepare the soil of your heart for the Word? The Bible says this in James 1, 19 to 21. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So, for a good reception, this passage teaches you to have four attitudes. First, you must be quiet. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. You can't hear God if you're doing all the talking. Second, you must be calm, slow to become angry. If you're frantic, you're not going to hear God. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610. My translation of that is sit down and shut up. Number three, you must be clean. Get rid of all moral filth and evil. Before you can meet with God, you need to take out some emotional and spiritual garbage. Get rid of the stuff that stinks in your life. You get rid of the garbage by confessing your sin to God and by agreeing with him that what you did was wrong. And then number four, you must be humble. Humbly accept the word planted in you. Be ready to do whatever God tells you to do in his word. A prideful attitude always makes for a hard heart. So how's your soil today? Let's pray together. Father, we want our hearts to be prepared to hear you. So we ask these four things. Quiet our hearts. Calm our hearts. Clean our hearts as we confess our sins to you. And Lord, we humble our hearts before you. 
we recognize that you know better than we know. You love us more than we can imagine. So we humbly say, God, if you will direct us, we want to follow you. We want to follow you. We want to hear from you and follow you. So we ask that you would strengthen our faith through your word. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
This is Pastor Tom. I want to speak into a, a scripture this morning in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. It speaks to the fact that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And I don't know if we somewhat know what that means, but the first part of that is the most important part, which is to understand what Christ did for us, and who we are as sons of God because of what he did. And our identity being wrapped up in Him is everything. And whenever we're one in Christ, one with the vine of the Father, uh, that's whenever we find our peace, that's where we find our joy, that's where we find our hope. And, and that's really the foundation of Christian living, is by grace we've been saved. But then it goes on to say we're overcomers by the word of our testimony. 
And, and I think we underutilize that so much. I believe our story and what God has brought us from is truly the purpose of our redemption on the earth. God brought me from alcohol. God brought me from drugs. God brought me from uh, devastation. And now that he's done that and I'm, I'm through that, I can now look back and, and now I can help the other guy behind me. But the only way I can help him is by speaking into that. The words that I speak bring life or death. They bring blessing or cursing. I have power through the words that God uses in, in what I say. And I don't think we put a lot of emphasis on this, but I'm telling you what we speak to ourselves and what we speak to others are vitally important as to, to being an overcomer, which is a victor, or becoming defeated, which is a victim. So I believe it's a time and a season for us at the refuge to go out. I think it's time to glorify God by sharing our stories, our testimonies, our redemption, and what God has done through Christ to set us free. We have a story. We all do. Now I think we just have to ask the Lord to give us the words to put together to speak, to bring encouragement, to bring salvation, to bring even maybe someone from death to life. And so I just want to encourage you today to tell your story. And as God opens doors to churches, as he opens doors to, to any area or any avenue in our families, wherever we can tell it, let's speak it. He's seeking to and fro for those that will be obedient. And this is one of the ways right now that we can truly serve God is by telling our own story. And the beauty of that is <laughs> I know no one that knows better my story than me. You have your own story. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to search it out. You don't have to go find it in a book. It's your life. So you've got the most important thing, and that's what people want to hear, is that you were once absolutely like they were, and you were desperate, and, and you didn't have any answers, and you were broken, and that's where we relate to one another in our humanity. But because of Christ, now you can bring hope, and you can bring a message to the messes that are out here in the culture. So I encourage all of us today, let's speak it out. Let's go to places, the highways, byways, anywhere God opens doors, and let's share our testimonies, and let's bring it out, because as we speak it, we will be overcomers, and God will fill us, and he will give us the faith we need as we speak it by faith continually. God bless. Have an awesome day.
Thank you for listening to Transformation Radio.